Hi there, and welcome back to Music Therapy and Beyond. In last week's episode, I briefly mentioned the simple and significant practice of breathing as a tool to support transitioning out of work and throughout your day to help calm your systems. Let's dig into the why behind mindful breathing. We do it without thinking. We need it to talk, sing, eat, drink, sleep, swim, exercise, and when we stop, our body has a very strong reaction. I'm talking about breathing. It's a vital function of life and it supports so much of our day. The breathing response is an unconscious process that our brainstem keeps going for us. While it is an automatic function, breathing can also be a purposeful tool and a voluntary function that is wonderfully beneficial for our nervous systems. Why is that? We're going to talk about it a lot, so let's clarify first what kind of breathing we're talking about. In an article by Harvard Medical School, deep breathing also goes by the names of diaphragmatic breathing, abdominal breathing, belly breathing, and paced respiration. When you breathe deeply, The air coming in through your nose fully fills your lungs and the lower belly rises. They go on to mention something that is worth talking about here. Deep breathing, as opposed to kind of normal, shallow chest breathing, feels unnatural to us. The article notes that part of this is that Western beauty standards um, emphasize a flat stomach, especially for women. And um, since that is considered beautiful, diaphragmatic breathing kind of works against that. I think this is part of why this practice of breathing feels foreign to so many when you first get into it or when you try it for the first time. And I'm going to be vulnerable for just a minute. I remember how uncomfortable it was for me when I first began singing lessons because diaphragmatic breathing is one of the most foundational techniques for proper singing that you learn. Um, And learning to be comfortable with how my body looked and felt while I was using proper breathing techniques was very difficult at times, especially when I got to college and was frequently performing in front of an audience. I was very aware of feeling self-conscious of how my belly looked when I was doing belly breathing, you know, like choosing clothes to hide my singing tummy. Um, I think a lot of societal conditioning has gone into feeling that way, and maybe some of you can relate to this. The issue with this is that shallow breathing or breathing from your chest has become considered normal. This is not really how the body is designed to work, and in fact, chest breathing can actually increase tension and anxiety. It works against our nervous system and our skeletal muscular structure. When we live our lives sucking in our tummy or tensing your stomach, we are restricting our diaphragm. And by not using proper diaphragmatic breathing, we're not using our diaphragm to its full potential. Deep breathing encourages full oxygen exchange. It slows the heart rate and lowers blood pressure. Many ancient meditative and religious traditions have practiced intentional meditative deep breathing for centuries as part of what are referred to contemplative acts or 
contacts. Researchers finally caught up to be able to explain the benefits of these contacts, and deep breathing is a common feature frequently emphasized in a lot of these contemplative acts. To quote an article from the Frontiers of Human Neuroscience Journal, the breathing techniques used in contact include, but are not restricted to, slowing down respiration cycles, shifting to longer exhalations compared to inhalations, shifting the main locus of respiration from the thorax to the abdomen, also known as what we've been talking about, diaphragmatic breathing, or paying attention to natural breathing, especially slow and deep breathing with emphasis on long exhalation. Further on in that article, they note various research studies that have pointed to the benefits in several different health categories. First, cardiopulmonary benefits. Several studies reported decrease in cardiometabolic risk factors and an increase in cardiopulmonary health and fitness. According to a meta-analysis, this is most consistently reflected in lowered heart rate, blood pressure, and blood lipid profile across practices. A second area is immunological benefits by anti-inflammatory responses. Most commonly reported decreases of pro-inflammatory markers are in C-reactive protein and pro-inflammatory cytokines such as tumor necrosis factor A. Now, that's pretty science-y, but essentially by decreasing inflammation in our immune responses, um, you're increasing your immunological benefits. A third area is stress relief. Multiple contact methods have consistently been shown to reduce stress markers such as heart rate, blood pressure, inflammatory markers, and cortisol levels. Now, I could do a whole episode on why decreasing cortisol levels is important, especially for individuals with trauma or toxic stress environments. I will spare you the tangent in today's episode, but if you're curious... I would encourage you to do some research on your own as to why cortisol in prolonged doses is so harmful to our bodies and brains, especially in young, developing brains. This is why I'm passionate about starting young and empowering kids and adolescents, elementary age kids, um, even younger, with an awareness to breathing practice and how to use deep breathing as a wellness tool. Now, going back to this article, the last area that they talk about that I'm going to mention today is that it is shown to reduce stress-related psychopathology symptoms, such as symptoms associated with anxiety disorder and PTSD, for a lot of the same reasons and the health benefits that I've already previously mentioned. In episode number 14, I took a deep dive into polyvagal theory and music therapy. If you haven't listened to that episode, it would be a great episode to go along with our discussion for today. But, hearkening back to polyvagal theory, I want to touch on the effect that deep breathing has on your vagus nerve. Now, in case you aren't familiar, the vagus nerve is something of a guardian nerve, I guess I would call it. It is continually scanning your body and environment, and based on the information it receives, either triggers survival responses by activating the sympathetic nervous system, or registers safety and triggers the parasympathetic nervous system to calm the stress response in the body. When we practice slowed, deep breathing, we are slowing our heart rate and sending information to our vagus nerve 
that essentially communicates that we are safe. Those safety cues pump the brakes on our stress systems and the body is able to regulate via the ventral branch of the vagus nerve. The body needs these safety cues on a regular basis to function and access our social nervous system through the vagus nerve. So this breathing practice is one very important tool for all of your nervous systems, parasympathetic, sympathetic, and our social nervous systems. The process and the benefits to deep breathing is so complex and amazing, but it happens so quickly. The next time you're stressed, take note of your heart rate. If you have a smartwatch, it may even tell you to take a breath. Or you can track your heart rate, and if you know what your resting rate is normally, then you know when it's higher than it should be. But when you notice your breathing is quick and shallow, force yourself to take about six or seven deep breaths in one minute's time, and you will likely start to notice a difference right away. We, as humans, normally take about 14 breaths in one minute. So by taking one minute, cutting our breath rate in about half, you can begin to turn down your sympathetic responses. Now, based on your biology and your trauma history, it may not be quite so quick or so simple. This is not a magic tool, but this repeated practice can make a difference and retrain your body to slow the fight or flight responses and to deactivate quicker. I'll also add that this can go the other way. And if your body is experiencing a freeze or a fawn response, you may need to increase your breath rate to kind of kick your body out of a fully parasympathetic response. This mind-body connection takes practice to be self-aware and realize when your body is exhibiting stress responses and needs a safety cue. Think about it as a handrail, like when you're going too fast down some stairs and you feel yourself become unsteady. It's something to hold on to to steady yourself. Now that we understand more of the science behind why conscious breathing and deep breathing is a simple but extremely effective tool, I've attached episode number 32, which was a breathing exercise I shared just a little while back. That episode has a creative take on mindful breathing. But as the last thing we're going to do before we go, I want to end by taking three deep breaths together. Take just a moment to calm your body and your mind and turn your attention to slowing your exhale. When you breathe in, think about filling up your body from the bottom to the top like a glass of water and see just how long you can extend your exhale. Take three deep breaths like that. Begin whenever you're ready. You can find all the show notes and sources at musictherapyandbeyond.com. 
Reach out to us at musictherapyandbeyond@gmail.com, at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date with all of our resources and announcements. We'll see you next time.